All right, so for tonight's um, uh, uh, devotional, um, uh, we're going to spend a lot of time in, in John, John chapter 12, and this is kind of fitting with it being um, Holy Week. Um, you, today they call it it's Maundy Thursday, and tomorrow's Good Friday, and then you've got Easter Sunday. And so what we're going to do um, is, is jump in uh, at John uh, chapter 12 is where we'll be um, for most of the night um, for our time together. And uh, uh, basically what we're going to talk about tonight is when, you, when you're at beliefs crossroads, when you're at beliefs crossroads, when you experience something, when you encounter something, when you hear something, uh, when God has said something to you or God has done something to you, and now you're at the crossroads of belief. Because sometimes we experience things, we see things, uh, we encounter God in ways, um, or, or, and, and then we're at a situation where we've got to make a decision uh, whether we're going to believe this thing or whether we're not going to believe this thing. Are we going to walk it out or we're not going to walk it out? Um, and so I wanted to go to John 12 because here we're going to see a, a large group of people in two different settings, right? Um, first, they're in Bethany. Uh, and, 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 the, and the cool thing about this, with this being this week, we're headed towards um, Jesus's um, uh, betrayal uh, and Jesus's uh, crucifixion, ultimately his death and then his resurrection. So we're getting set for the stage. The stage is being set uh, here. So, so there's a large group of people uh, and, and, and first we're in Bethany and then in Jerusalem when we're in um, uh, John chapter 12. Uh, if somebody doesn't have their um, uh, phone muted or the, or the thing muted, if you don't mind muting it, that'd be great. Um, and so, and so uh, there's, there's a group of people, they're in Bethany, uh, then they're in Jerusalem, right? Now, here's the thing. They all experience Jesus and his works. They all experience the miracles. Most of them uh, were either present when Jesus uh, 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 rose Rose Lazarus from the dead. Um, they were there. They were there when they saw that, uh, and they saw it for uh, eyewitness firsthand, or uh, they heard about it. So these people all experienced, for the most part, the same thing with Jesus and his works and miracles. Either eyewitness or they heard about it from an eyewitness. Yet they had all different reactions to the work of Jesus. Okay, and, and what I see is is that sometimes in all these four different sets, as we want to break it down tonight is that we can probably find ourselves at one point in time in our life, or sometimes maybe even now, if we're willing to admit it, uh, and maybe even in the future when we get to some of these crossroads, we might be able to see where we'll have a decision to, to make regarding where we're going to go, what path we're going to go down uh, when it comes to beliefs crossroads, right? Okay, so here we go. Again, these are a, a mass group of people, multitude of people who all experience Jesus's work, uh, a lot of it surrounding uh, him raising Lazarus from the dead, uh, yet they all had different reactions to the work of Jesus. And we're going to see just the human reaction when we get to beliefs crossroads. What do we choose to believe when we're at that crossroad? Okay, so the first set of people. Let's start. Uh, this is the first set. Let's start at uh, John 12, uh, 9 through 11. So John 12, 9 through 11. Here we go. When all the people, I'm reading from the uh, uh, NLT. When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him also to see Lazarus, the man that had, uh, the, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Here we go. Then the leading priest, watch this, decided to kill Lazarus too. For it was because of him that many people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. The first set of people are the ones who are infuriated by the blessings and miracles that God does for other people. Watch this. So listen, we got to understand this. The first set of people are those who are infuriated by the blessings and miracles that God does for other people. Watch this. Don't be surprised when people aren't happy because you received a miracle or because you received a breakthrough. Isn't it funny how sometimes you can go through life 
with lifelong friends, lifelong partners. And as long as you're struggling, watch this, or as long as you need them, they got you, right? And sometimes this happens even in a spiritual situation. Spiritual leaders, oh, there's some who, who like get this high off of people needing them, wanting you to call me all night and pray for you, and, and I'll do more for you than I will for my own family because there's just something about that that I don't know that some of them like. But as long as you're struggling or as long as you need them, they got you. Now, the minute that God blesses you, the minute that God raises you up, the minute that God uh, uh, shows favor on your life, for some reason, individuals will get mad. Uh, 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 now, watch this. Jesus says that if the world didn't accept me, then, then they're not going to accept you. And so you've got to understand that sometimes there will be people who just aren't happy that something worked out for you. Th these religious leaders literally, again, John 12, not through 11, wanted to kill Lazarus, Lazarus simply because Jesus raised him from the dead. Watch this. They wanted, to, they wanted to kill a man who was already dead for a few days simply because Jesus rose him up, right? And because, because of that blessing that, that Jesus did for Lazarus, that miracle there made them want to kill Lazarus. Don't count it strange. Don't be surprised when someone is upset because things are working out for you because God decided to do something, right? Now watch this. Here's another thing that we got to be careful of because it's easy to look at other people, right? Watch this. But don't be surprised sometimes. Remember, we did this whole series about when the enemy attacked, about knowing when the enemy attacked. So watch this. Don't be surprised if, if, if you sense that spirit, watch this, rising up in you. I know we don't like to admit that sometimes, but sometimes, and you may have, you may, you may have uh, uh, experienced this where you get this, you know, when will it be my time, God? Uh, uh, when will this happen for me? You know, these things never seem to happen for me. You always seem to be blessing somebody else. When will God's favor come, come to my life? Listen, again, one, when we talked about that series, uh, 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 when the enemy attacks and we, and we look at patterns, sometimes we got to understand that that thought, that, that, that mindset, will creep into us sometimes when God will do something for somebody else. And the first thing that comes to our mind is, why do I have to struggle so much with this? How come this happened for them and not for me? Now, here's the thing. That thought may come, but we can arrest that thought. Like it says in, in, in 2 Corinthians, we can cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, watch this, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And when that comes in, we've got to then retrain our mind to say, you know what? I bind that thought in the name of Jesus. I will not get on this train. I will not think of that one. I will not continue in that thought. I'm not going to be jealous of anybody. I'm not, what God did for them, I'm happy. Because listen, sometimes we just got to know that God is working. He, he may not have looked out for me on this situation right now, or I'm still waiting for my miracle, I should say. But the fact that he worked this out for Crystal and the fact that he blessed Charles, I need to be excited about that. Because if anything else, at least at the minimum, it shows me that God is still working. Okay, come on. Come on. It does show me that God is still working. And, 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 and so when, when somebody gets this new job or gets a raise or, or God comes through for somebody because they needed something and, and the next thing you know, things work out uh, instead of that spirit creeping up me, because it's easy to call that out in other people. Let me tell you something. Some of the most popular parts in any sermon is when you start talking about haters and everybody want to clap. Everybody want to shout. But what happens when the hate comes from inside me towards somebody else? Uh, am I willing to admit it? Because sometimes it happens. Sometimes I'm thinking, man, I wish that was me. God, how come? And here's the thing. It's okay. Why don't we take that to God? Why don't we just you, talk to him in our prayers? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't even start plotting against anybody. Anything that we read in John 12, uh, 9 through 11. But why not say, God, 
I'm telling you, man, I'm struggling with this. I'm, remembered, I'm reminded of the guy in the Bible in, in the story where he says, would you say, do you believe? Yes, I believe. But Lord, help my unbelief. He says, God, I am happy for it. I'm glad you worked in their behalf. But I'm, I'm struggling right now because I really, really, really was hoping so, you know, this thing would work out for me. So again, that's the first set of, um, of, of people that we see in this story when we come at the crossroad of belief. Okay? And, so, and so it was the people who were infuriated that, God, that Jesus did something for someone else, so much so that not only did they want to plot against Jesus, they wanted to kill Lazarus. That was crazy when I read that. I'm telling you, that, that every now and again, when you're reading the Bible, you come across a scripture or something that you're like, did I see what I thought I saw? Or oh, I never saw that before, right? And the next thing you know, I, and, and it changes something. And so I remember when I came across that, it changed a lot for me. It's like, wow, they, these dudes wanted to kill Lazarus, Lazarus and Jesus simply because of what Jesus did for Lazarus. Okay, so that's the first part, the ones who are infuriated, the first set. Now, here's the second set. Uh, let's go to John 12, 17 through 18. Remember, I said we're going to be in John 12 a lot. John 12, uh, 17 through 18. Watch this. Uh, Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. When we talked about that, this is how so many people found out. Uh, that was the reason so many went out to meet him, because they had heard about this miraculous sign. This is the second set of people. This is what we want to be like. These were those who were drawn closer to God because of what they saw. These are the people that wanted to meet Jesus because of what they heard and because of what they saw. And so they gathered to try to meet him. What we should do is allow these things that we see, watch this, to increase our faith. Watch this, to let it give us confidence in his ability, right? If I've seen him do it before, uh, and then this is what makes the first set when we hate on other people so bad, is because if I've seen him do it before, whether it's in my life or someone else's life, at least I know he's doing it and I know he can do it again, amen? And, and so that's the type that we wanna see. We wanna be the type of people that when we see God moves, that we rejoice because he's, because God, God's here, God cares, God is working on people's behalf, and whether it's me or not, I'm glad to see him doing something, right? And I wanted to increase my faith. I wanted to increase my confidence. I wanted to uh, uh, increase my belief in his ability. I wanted to increase my prayer life when I see these prayers being answered. That's the stuff that we want to be. We want to be like that second set of people when we come across the crossroads of belief, right? I mean, it's like when Jesus rose from the dead and he visited Thomas and Thomas had to see, you know, the nails in his hands and things like that. And Jesus showed him. He showed him what he needed to see. And then Thomas said, I believe. Now, Jesus told him, you believe because you saw, right? But then Jesus goes and says, but blessed are those who believe without seeing. And so some, listen, let, let what we see increase our faith. But Jesus just told, just told uh, uh, Thomas uh, 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 in John 20, 29, if you want to read it for yourself, John 20, 29, he says, but blessed are those, watch this, who believe without seeing. Let what you see and let those miracles increase your faith and your confidence. But, but at some point, at some point, faith ain't faith if we got to see. At some point, at some point, faith ain't faith if all if, if if we have the evidence and we need and when we see everything just kind of laid out in front of us. At some point, you're going to come across a, a, a situation in your Christian faith where you're going to have to believe even though you don't see nothing. It just is what it is. It, it, and that, again, that's faith's crossroads. At some point, you're going to have to believe even though you have no reason to believe, no evidence to believe. And, uh, uh, and so, like you just said, more uh, uh, blessed are those who believe uh, without seeing. Um, uh, uh, and so that's the second set. We want the first set, those who are infuriated um, uh, uh, by, the by, the, by the miracles. The second set of people were those who, um, who came to Jesus because of what they saw. Now let's go to the third, the third set, John 12, um, uh, 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 37. John chapter 12, verse 37. Um, uh, 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 they said, here we go, NLT. But despite all the miraculous signs 
uh, Jesus had done, most of the people still did not, <laughs> most of the people still did not believe in him. This is exactly what Isaiah uh, the prophet had predicted. The, uh, Lord, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? But the people couldn't believe, for as Isaiah also said, the Lord had blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand and they could not uh, turn to me and have me heal them. Isaiah was uh, referring to Jesus for when Jesus said this because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah. Uh, now, 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 the third set are those who still don't believe despite the fact that they saw what Jesus did. This has a lot to do with what we talked about with the second set of people, right? Where we see what he did and it should increase our faith. But what happens when, they, when, when, when there's a group of people that see what, he, what he's done? We've experienced Jesus. We've seen the miracles. Watch this. We've seen the miracles in other people's lives. And whether we want to admit it or not, we've seen the miracle in our lives. And here we go. But yet, despite what they see, they still don't believe. Turn to John 14, 9. As a matter of fact, it's funny because Sierra was just reading this earlier today, um, uh, 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 this scripture here. She was reading out loud uh, to me and Mandy a couple hours ago. And I was like, man, this is right here in my study. Now watch this. This is Jesus uh, talking to Philip. Uh, uh, this is right before he says, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's in uh, 14.6. Let's go to 14.8. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. Because he's talking about, you know, if you know the Father, you know me. He says, uh, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Verse 9, Jesus says, uh, I have been with you all this time, Philip. And yet you still don't know who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Uh, don't you believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? Listen, there are those who, 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 who will walk with Jesus for years. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about in church, maybe even serving in church. And it seems like every time they're at a crossroads, where I either got to believe this thing and walk this thing out or I won't. They, God, show me more. God, show me more. Oh, I need confirmation. God, show me more. God, show me more. And God is saying, do you not recognize my voice when I'm speaking to you? Do you not recognize the signs when I show them to you? You've been saved too long to need all this confirmation. The Holy Spirit is in you. Some, as a matter of fact, we, we may, and I was talking to you about this. She was reading in 15, uh, John 15, and, and we talked about the Holy Spirit. We may need to do a whole nother series on the Holy Spirit. It's like, you've got the Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit is talking to you and directing you, and we're waiting for confirmation, confirmation, confirmation. The Holy Spirit tells us to do something, and then we want to wait for confirmation from a man to tell us that, yes, the Holy Spirit is telling you to do that. When you know the Holy Spirit's voice, I do not want God to, 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 to pose this same question that Jesus is posing to Philip to anybody in impact. My whole thing is to get you, is not to get you to hear God from me. I thank God that when, I, that when the Holy Spirit gives me something and we teach it, that, that, that you hear God speaking to you through the teaching. But the goal is for you to be, this is, why, this is one of the reasons we don't even have church every single week. The goal is, is for you to hear from God and from you, for you to hear from the Holy Spirit and you to know that that's him, for you to try the spirits and then for you to walk in, into it. I don't want God to ask these same questions that Jesus asked Philip. I don't want God to ask anybody on this impact call or anybody who's a member of impact to say, how long have I been with you and you still don't know who I am? That's the third set, that no matter what goes on, despite what they see, no matter what they've experienced, that they still don't know uh, uh, who he is and they still won't uh, believe. All right, here we go, the fourth set, the fourth set, and we're gonna end, and we're gonna end here. Uh, John 12, 42 to 43. Uh, yeah, John 12, 42, 43. Here we go, many people did believe him uh, including some of the Jewish leaders, watch this, but they wouldn't admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue. 
for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. That was another one of these scriptures that I had to read again several times. And I'm going to do it here again just, just, just because it hits me every time I read it. That was 12, uh, uh, 42 through 43, if you're writing it down. Many people did believe in him, however, uh, uh, including some of the Jewish leaders. But they didn't uh, or they wouldn't admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them uh, from the synagogue, for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Okay, here we go. Watch this. They believed him because of what they saw, but they wouldn't admit it because they were ashamed. Because they were ashamed. Now watch this. Yes, workplace, sometimes people are timid about their faith in the workplace. Sometimes people are timid about their faith around their family. Sometimes, and, and, but understand this, uh, uh, this is not even talking about like in the marketplace or around non-believers. They're saying that they were uh, uh, ashamed and wouldn't admit it because of fear of the Jewish leaders, of the Pharisees, that even some of the leaders, but they were afraid to say that they believed in Jesus because they knew that it would get the religious leaders upset. They're talking about the, the, the leaders, right? There were Jewish leaders and others who believed, but they wouldn't admit it because they were afraid of the leaders, right? They would expel them from the, from the synagogue. They would expel them from the church because they loved human praise more than uh, they loved, uh, uh, more than they loved uh, the praise of God. Now watch this, watch this. It is amazing that they would rather walk in darkness, that they would rather not admit to the light because they were that afraid of what it would do to them in the church. Because it said Jewish leaders in the synagogue. They were afraid of what it would do to them in the church to walk in the light. And they would rather walk in darkness in the church, watch this, and get praise from man than to walk in the light, even if it meant that the church people wouldn't like it. It is amazing how funny it can get in religion, how funny it can get in church when people are faced with whether to do the right thing or cover up something wrong or continue in darkness. It's amazing. Listen, people, will, people whether it's leaders, will get upset when corrected. Uh, 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 people are afraid to approach leaders and correct them. People, you know, we have this, these superstar leader mentalities where somebody believes that someone's untouchable or, or we gotta cater every single thing to a human being, to a pastor or to an elder or to this person or to that person where we're so enamored by like a title or so enamored by a person that, that, that as opposed to walk in righteousness, as opposed to say what the truth is, I'd rather go with the flow because I'd rather just be accepted by people. Come on, y'all. We can't, listen, listen. That is be, everything we've read right here in John 12 is literally lived out even now and today. Nothing new under the sun. This stuff still, where I would much rather not even admit the truth, not walk in righteousness, not hold up integrity simply because I don't want the leaders to kick me out of the synagogue. Oh, and they will kick you out of the synagogue, <laughs> or at least make it uncomfortable for you to be in the synagogue, and then talk about you when you're gone. Uh, so listen, when we're at Belize, <laughs> sorry, I had to cough there. Listen, uh, it's not Corona. Um, when we when we're at when we're at Belize Crossroads, when we're at this crossroads, remember there are four sets, and I believe that even you know, hopefully you know, we're we're, we're the setting up we're set number two, but I believe all of these four kind of creeps up in us, right? there's the one that gets infuriated. We talked about that first set, infuriated by what Jesus did with Lazarus, right? So much so that they want to kill Lazarus. Then there was the second set, uh, those who drew closer to God. That's what we want to do. That's what we want to be. And then there were those who still didn't believe, even though they saw, even though they experienced. And then there were those who, who believed, but they were scared to admit it. Wouldn't tell anybody. 
because they'd rather have the praise of man uh, than the praise of God. When we're faced with a situation where we've got to believe, and when we're faced in something, uh, in a situation uh, where it's like, okay, am I going to believe this stuff and walk into it, or walk in it, or am I not going to believe it? We have to, we have to at that crossroad, decide that I am going to believe and that I'm going to walk with it. And again, just like uh, we, uh, I, I used uh, the scripture earlier, uh, where, where the man says, yes, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. We got to understand, God is not here to, for trick questions. And he's not here to make anything difficult for you. He's not here to give you complicated word problems that we can't answer. He's not hiding. He's here to be seen. He's here to help. Matter of fact, I keep talking about the scripture Sierra was reading earlier. In that group of scriptures she was reading, it talked about how Jesus says, listen, listen, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to send the advocate. He said, I've got to go. He, have, he even mentioned that having the Holy, that it was good for him to leave and send the Holy Spirit to us. That we have some, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us teaching us all things, revealing all truth, bringing back to our memory the things that have been taught to us. So, so, so listen, you, we, we're not alone. He's not trying to make anything difficult. We just got to believe and we got to stand on that belief. And when you need that help, we just talked about this this past Sunday, uh, or, or maybe it was Tuesday, that we, that we can go boldly to the throne of grace to ask for grace and mercy and help, what is it, in, the, in our time of need. And so if you're having problems believing and you're having problems with your faith, you can literally say, God, I want to believe this, but I'm having a hard time. Please send something my way. Please send something my way to comfort me, to show me that you're with me. And, and I guarantee you he'll do it because he promises that. He promises he'll be with us. He promises, listen, the, that's what the Holy Spirit's job is. He'll confirm that stuff the whole way. Now, remember, like we talked about in another, in another series, we talked about we got to be able to recognize it because he'll speak to us and he'll show us, but we've got to make sure that we're looking in the spirit and that we, because remember that God reveals, we talked about this a couple lessons ago, that he reveals his mysteries. He reveals his plans to us through the spirit, right? And so we've got to be seeing with our spiritual lens to see what he's saying and see how he's talking to us. Okay, so that's it for tonight. Um, this is going to be posted if you got to hear it again, if you want to share it on the Buzzsprout page. Uh, if anybody needs that, you can just email email at gmail.com. I'll make sure I'll send it or shoot me a text if you got my number. Um, so listen, when we're at that crossroad, please believe. Please believe and, 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 and ask the Holy Spirit to help you believe. And I guarantee you he'll do it.